Welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are two witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Everybody, welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. I'm Selena, and I have a special guest with me today, and she is actually a returning guest. So if you have not listened to her first visit with us, do that because it was fabulous. Uh, but back with us today is Dawn Hunt, the Kitchen Witch. Hi, Dawn. How are you? Hi. I'm so happy <laughs> to be back. I'm, I'm so, so happy you're here. Thanks. We for can see her on again. We can see your beautiful face this time. Well, the last time we could see each other, but we weren't recording the video. So like, it was like a live you and me, but like no one else could see the fun things and the weird facial expressions. So yeah, this they is lost excellent. out. This yeah, is excellent. I was, I was so selfish before because I could see you and they could not. And I felt, um, I felt greedy about that, but. And you are so beautiful. Like I. I almost forget how gorgeous you are, and then like there you are, and I'm like, oh my god, like your skin is perfect, your eyebrows are perfect, like your, I know, it's just a, it's just Stop a total, it. it's just a total love fest, and I have Stop. to thank you, Selena, because mm-hmm. it was, I had a, a series of of people that um, I went on their podcast when my book came out last year, mm-hmm. and and it was like one right after the other, right after the other, and you were sort of like the proverbial nail in the coffin, and you were like. You need to have your own podcast. And you were so, like, encouraging and supportive. And it's because of that that now I have my own podcast. So, like, I am forever in your debt for that encouragement and, like, your staunch belief in my ability. Because, really, I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm just over here like, hey... Let's that's make a podcast. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You wing it. Wing it. That's my... um. And you can ask my friends if they'll, you know, answer the phone. Uh, you can ask my friends whenever they are looking for advice. Nine times out of ten, wing it, like, is my response or has yeah. been. I yeah. do give, I, I'm nicer to my students than I am to my friends. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad you brought up a podcast because I wanted to ask you what you've been doing since you were here last. Last time, let me do a recap. I got to do a yeah. recap. Yeah. So last time you were here, you had just launched your very first you know, like hugely popular um, book. You had written a couple of others, but they yes. were not widely published. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, my first book was a self-published little collection of recipes called the Cucina Aurora Recipes for the Novice Kitchen Witch. Um, and it was like a little spiral bound. I self-published as this little tiny book, which is actually no longer in print. Um, so if you have one of those, you're very special. Um, and then uh, Copper Cauldron, uh, picked me up for um, a book called Taste from the Temple, which was like a compendium of recipes and magic through the Temple of Witchcraft community. So I was really grateful to have that opportunity. But as you said, it wasn't super widely distributed. Um, and then, yeah, last time I was here, I was just uh, launching with Simon & Schuster for Kitchen Witch's Guide to Love and Romance. And that book is so gorgeous. And I see it behind you on your shelf there. Can you give yeah. us a little? This is my. There it is. It's really it... hard. And you probably talk to a lot of authors 
Ooh, figs. Um, so you probably talked to a lot of authors who have been on your show because your show is amazing um, that have come out with books in the time of COVID. Mm. It's a very hard, very weird time to bring something like this into the world, you know, because you, you can't interact with people out in the world with it. So there's all this media um, that you can do. And like, thank God for you because and people like you so that people like me have a platform to bring our projects to the world. So thank you. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you about. Now, um, you had just come out and we talked a little bit about some of the difficulty in not being and this was like early COVID time. So um, you had talked a little bit about um, how how almost disconnect disconnected you felt from your audience and and trying to explore different avenues of connecting with people and and especially with food being um what your book is about you know people want that in their mouths right and so like you can't do like samples and be like here taste taste my magic um so how has that been going for because you've had a recent shift in that yeah you've you've been able to do a couple of in-person Signings a couple of things we've done. I've done a couple of in-person signings, but they've all been like super duper local, um, mm-hmm. super duper. Because I'm here um, in New England, and you know, as long as I feel like okay, if we can be outdoors and having masks, um, I, we're all fully vaccinated. My husband and I, and my my team at Kachina Roar, we're all fully vaccinated. But like, I still feel like, especially with what's going on in the world, we all still need to be wearing our masks. So I'm only agreeing to do book signings if they're close to home and I don't have to travel um, and if if the the masks are you know a thing and being outdoors you know um, just to keep myself and and all of our our people safe it just feels like the right thing to do um, so I have been able to do a handful of those and that have been that's been great um, and then I have been back at just one event um, which is this big uh, Renaissance Fair in upstate New York for those of you who um, are dork like me and love going to Renaissance Fairs. Um, I love Renaissance Fairs, so go yeah. for it. Tell us yes. about that. How's that? What was that experience like for you? So the New York Renaissance Fair is my home fair. It's like the fair I used to go to when I was dating my husband and like it's it's just it's it's like just the most dear place to my heart and so we have a Cucina Aurora, my company, we have a booth there we sell out olive oils and we sell the books and stuff like that. And if I'm going to be like entirely honest with you, it's the only event that we've booked for the season. Um, you know, I mean, we do everything from like the pagan shows to food shows to craft fairs. Um, and I haven't booked anything because like you said, it can't do sampling of my product. It doesn't feel like that safe of an environment. You know, we feel like we could be putting our, our resources into writing books or doing marketing or building a podcast, things like that, that are um, more, uh, I, I guess, safe is the word I want to use, you know, um, not necessarily out in the public. But the fair, if they're open, we're open, <laughs> you yeah. know, like we have a booth there, we have a building. And so if they're open, we're open. So we made the decision uh, to go and I was terrified. I was terrified, Um, you know, leaping into something that should be really familiar, but because of the state of the world, 
is no longer very familiar. I feel like so many of us have had that experience, right? Like trying to re-enter the atmosphere. I often feel like, oh, everything's fine. And then I catch myself. Oh, no, wait, everything's not fine, right? Like things are are not back to normal. You know, you'll see somebody that you want to hug and you're like, oh, wait, are you vaccinated? Oh, wait, let's not get too close. Uh, You know what I mean? So I was really terrified about all the unknown stuff related to how do I as a business person, you know, do what I normally do, but in a time of COVID, the way I used to do it. And the truth is that, that you can't. So, um, yeah, I was really terrified. And then I got there and I was like, oh, everybody's super respectful and everybody's wearing masks. And it, it doesn't feel exactly the same, but it does still feel like home because of the, the people and the energy. Um, around there. And I have to say that one of the most rewarding things that I have observed in the last few weeks of doing the fair is this is the first time I'm really interacting with the book, um, with the general public. And I will just stand back in the booth and people will just come in and they seem to be kind of drawn to it. And they come in and they pick it up and they flip through it. And before I even have to say anything, like, oh, that's my book. I'm so proud of my little book, baby. Um, they, they're like, this is a beautiful book and, and it's calling to me and I need to take it home. And I think, wow, I made that. Like, that person just, like, they like me. They really <laughs> like me. Because when you hold a book that someone wrote in your hands, you're really holding their heart and their their dreams and their goals and you know, I'm sure anybody you talk to about their little book baby is like, this is my child. This is my love. Um, and, and that's how it feels. So that's been really, really rewarding, to be very honest. That's awesome. You know, I know exactly. Um, well, I don't, you know, I'm not with the words. And uh, anybody who listens to this podcast will tell you. I don't know how to make the words word. Um, <laughs> it's excellent that you're on a talk show. Right? I thought it was, I thought it was the best place for me to be. Um, however, your, your words are fine. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, but I think it's um, a particular brand of magic that I don't necessarily have, um, but I'm deeply awed and inspired by people that can write, that can take words and like make people feel feelings with them uh, is incredible. Um, so I'm a, a visual artist, though. So yes, I understand um, just working through the process of creation and that thing taking on sort of a life of its own and traveling around and interacting with other people and how that makes you feel the interactions that they're having, even though, you know, there's a point where it's not your thing anymore. It's its own thing and it's got to yes. live its life. And you're, and you're still either so proud or, you know, maybe sometimes very ashamed of your work. I don't know. That might be. I mean. Uh, I mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so it's amazing that you are just now getting that opportunity to do that because your book's been out for over it's a, a, a year. It's just a year. It's just, just a year. A year? Uh, we came out like September 1st last year, 2020. Okay. So it's just a year. And, um, you know, that's again like if you're not in publishing no one gives a shit if your book has been out for a year they only care about it like before it's come out or just when it's come out it's Mm -hmm. the only time you get attention from media it's the only time you get attention from uh, magazines or reviews and that sort of thing nobody wants to do that after you've been out for a year um 
I was just trying to, uh, and, and without getting it too much into detail, but I had this other opportunity for um, some sort of a, a television type of spot. Um, and I can't really get into it because nothing is solid, right? So I can't really talk about it. Okay, um, fine. <laughs> but they were like, they were like, well, I was like, you know, here's this book. And they were like, well, it's been out for a year. So, and I was like, but, but, but no one's seen it because of COVID. But it's a good book. <laughs> but it's yeah. a good book. You know, and they're like, meh, you know, it's been out for a year. So it's not exciting to us anymore. Um, yeah. And, and it's not exciting because people, people can get it. You know, it's like people right. get really excited when they can't have it yet. Right, exactly. It's that the pre-orders. And you know what I learned is that um, to get on the New York Times bestseller list, mm-hmm. do, do you know what the requirement is? You have I have to, no idea. Right. You have to sell 10,000 books in pre-orders in a week's time. That's how you get on the New York Times bestseller list. Okay. Right. So that's why like Oprah comes out with a new book and everybody's like, oh, get Oprah's book. And 10,000 people order it as soon as it you know, all the announcement is made and now all of a sudden it's a New York Times bestseller. It's not necessarily even though nobody's about, read it yet. Yeah. Correct. Mm. Correct. So that's that's that plays to that um excitement of like you said, it's before, it's the pre-order, you know, it's like people standing in line for hours to get the new iPhone. You know, they don't care about last year's model. They care about this year's model. Um and I think mm-hmm. for those of us that have created during COVID, um there's so many great books that came out that were in process before COVID that were supposed to be launched at the beginning of COVID. And, and I think so many of us are having those, the similar um, experiences around launching those books and launching those projects because it's the way you would normally do it. You, you couldn't do it last year. So we're just starting to do it now. And, and um, it is rewarding for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think humans are deeply influenced by novelty, um, oh, and yes. it's sort of fucked up, and I don't necessarily want to feed that beast, um, but I have, I have seen that. I have seen that. Um, and, you know, one thing that stands out about you for anybody who's ever met you or talked to you or read your book or been in the same room with you, you have an enormous personality. Oh, like I thought you were that too, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm enormous, enormous, an enormous, yeah, Oops. Uh, an personality. Enormous personality, personality, right. personality. Ah, I will there dazzle you with my wits. There we go. Um, so anyway, uh, but I would feel like when you're um, sharing your book with people, that would probably just meeting you and talking to you and having sort of that connection moment with you as an author, I feel like would would generate a lot of interest in the book itself, which you didn't necessarily get that same opportunity. Um, And especially as a, I don't know if you consider this like your first real, real book that was your baby that you, you know what I mean? Um, That kind of diminishes that experience on one level for you. Um, but it also has opened some doors that maybe you would not have explored. And that's what I want to get into now. You mentioned before you have a podcast. We talked yes. about you getting a podcast on your show. So if, yes. you want to witness, if you want to witness me going, get a podcast, do the thing. Uh, that's on our previous episode. I didn't even look to see what episode number that. You know what, though? Hold on. Hold, please. I can. Uh, I, can I feel I like can it's like 46 or something like 46? that. 46? 
I'm probably well, we're only wrong. on 52 now. Let me look it up. So it's I'm probably, gonna, so if, uh, it's, I don't know. 26, I'm going to do some some quick but, research here. But yeah, that's um, that's you're 100% right because I think COVID in so many ways has forced us all to look at what's working and what's not working, right? In our businesses, in our lives, in our creative structures, in our witchcraft, what's working, what's not working. What is it that we can do that we couldn't do before? What is it that mm-hmm. we were doing before that maybe we can't do now? And those of us that have survived, you know, with with our sanity mostly intact, have figured out how to adapt um, and how to do things with the time that we have. And, you know, again, I have to say, like, super thanks to you for encouraging me to try my hand at doing a podcast because, yeah, that's one of the things that because I wasn't on the road and I wasn't traveling everywhere and, 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 you know, doing book tours or going to trade shows, I was able to go, okay, you know, I have a little bit of extra money that I would normally spend on travel. Let me invest in equipment for a podcast. Let's just see if it's something that I'm, I'm good at. Let's just see if nobody's going to fucking listen to this. Like the first, (laughs) the first series. So what I did was the first couple of episodes, like the first six episodes is literally just my husband and I sitting in the basement talking about all the recipes in the book that we love, that he loves, like what was good, what wasn't good, and, and all that stuff. It's literally all it was. And I was like, well, we'll just try this. And if it sucks and people don't listen to it, then I won't move forward. And people were listening to it. And I'm getting comments like, oh, you guys are hilarious. Now I want to eat pizza. Like, I was like, holy fuck, people are listening to me and my husband bullshitting in the basement. And I was like, huh, okay, okay. And so then I started, you know, doing this and um, inspired by great people like you, inspired by, um, you know, the work that you're doing and and other podcasts like yours, like um, uh, That Witch Life with Courtney Weber. Oh, um, yes. She she was also another person who really encouraged me um, to, to do the podcast thing. And what's cool about that is like now you have this witchy podcast community and we're all like oh did you interview this person did you interview that person? let's talk about this and i'll have you on mine and you have me on yours and it becomes this other level of like networking within the community it has it has been a really cool experience uh starting the podcast um and i'm still just a new baby podcaster so i look to the great selena for help and guidance um (laughs) because I really, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just having conversations with people. And I've been so lucky and so grateful that I already have this kind of, like, great network of friends that are also in the community. So I'm just, like, calling my friends. And I'm like, hey, I started this thing. Do you want to do it? And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, And now I'm at the point where I've already interviewed all of my friends. (laughs) And And now you've got to interview people that you don't know. So, look... You're so, I, I'm so impressed because I'm, I'm listening to your podcast because I listen to your podcast and I love Thank them. You. I love the conversations that you're having and Thank all you. of the guests you're having. I'm like, oh, these are the people that I know, but I'm too scared to ask them to come be on my podcast. No, so you have I to ask that's them. Amazing. I know, but I'm scared. So don't, like, don't, I want to. Now, I don't know half of these people. Some of the, so like I said, the beginning, I knew, like, I was yeah. like, oh, this is my friends. Oh, look, I, I know this really famous person. We're friends. I'm just going to call him and ask him if he's going to do it, you know? Yeah. And I, but at the same time, like, you don't want to trade in on the friendship. So I preface right. it with, listen, 
don't feel like you have to you do don't this have because to we're do friends because we like no pressure it's yeah. okay you know um in any case now I'm having to call people I don't know Mm-hmm. That I that don't know me that we don't have mutual friends and it's very nerve wracking but it's it's like that with anything I think um, creatively if you're you know trying to do anything if you're trying to write a book or if you're trying to start a podcast or you're trying to um, make new friends like it's fucking terrifying to put yourself out there and get someone to say no like because you have fifty fifty chance of somebody being like no um, no I don't want to be on your show I have had that. <laughs> Just like and, one time. and it happens and, <laughs> yeah. and that's okay like that that's all right but it is nerve-wracking um yep. and then you get the yeses and the yeses are like doubly rewarding they're even like, even more terrifying sometimes i'm like oh, oh, yeah. oh god yeah or like <laughs> um, am i gonna say I, something stupid <laughs> i don't know this person what the hell am i gonna talk to them i'm supposed to be the host like I was, right i'm supposed to be the host i'm like oh my god i haven't read this person all of these person's books i've only read one of them <sighs> you know and i'm like dude how does kelly clarkson do this Oh my gosh. So I'll tell you what I do. Um, I'm not Kelly Clarkson, but uh, you know, if you didn't know that, stop. We don't need to compare ourselves to each other. We're both good. Um, So, but anyway, um, yeah, that's my first thing is like panicked reading all the things. I listen to interviews with other people. I listen, Mm -hmm. I, if they have their book on an audio book, I listen to that because it's faster. Um, But yeah, I try to read all of their, I mean, I, I know, but you know, God, how many, how m- I got to do two podcasts a month. I can't read 20 books a month and feed right. my children. I got to choose one of those things. Um, right. But right. It's, it's been wonderful because I have been exposed to authors that maybe I wouldn't have read. Or, you know, it kind of gives me, I'm a little ADD. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. But, um, but it gives me that I need like deadlines, like firm deadlines. It can't just be like, well, whenever you get around to it, that time will be never. It, that, that's when that's going to yes. happen. Yes. So I need like, you gotta, you're recording on this date, so you gotta be ready. And then the, it puts me in like the pressure cooker to read these things. And it's been so wonderful because, um, you know, it gives, I can tell my family like, I'm, I'm interviewing this. I have to do this for work, this for work. Um, and then yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm loving it. So that's been really a pleasure. And, and just sitting down and talking to people all over, all over the place that maybe, you know, if I'm seeing them at festivals or I'm seeing them at, at um, in workshops and things like that, I don't necessarily have that one-on-one, you know? Yeah. And for me, that's so, um, so special and it's so important. And I mean that because you get to sort of pick their brains and, and share this moment together yeah. Yeah. that, you know, you, and that's, that's why I love doing the podcast because I get to have these moments and then I get to bring these moments to other people and introduce people to, um, to authors and, and um, creators that maybe they would not have had the opportunity to meet. And I've had so many people message me and be like, oh my gosh, I loved this person that you interviewed. I'd never heard of them before. I just bought all their books. It's great. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you, have you had Byron Ballard on your show? Because you no. record way early. Girl, call her. She... Okay. You're gonna love her. You're gonna love her. Okay. She's like a slice of warm apple pie. You're gonna you're gonna love okay. her. Like, okay. You're gonna love her. And she's got I, a new book out that just came out this past month. So she's she's in that. She's making the rounds. I got to get her back on the show. We just had her, so I'm just kind of like, I want her to come back. <laughs> I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. One of the the great joys I think of starting something like a podcast, or even if you were gonna start a blog or something, especially in this community, you know. Um, 
we all are so similar and yet so different in our practices and our rituals and you know what we um, consider to be our own personal witchcraft and to come into a space like this the first part of it for me is you know drawing attention to people and things and books and creators that I think are amazing and I'm like okay I got a platform come and stand on my stage and show everybody how awesome you are that's the first thing right Mm -hmm. the second thing is what can I learn from you like having these conversations and learning about people's journeys in their in their works in their writings in their rituals as human beings because none of us just popped out and were like, oh, I want to write a witchcraft book. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody. I don't know. Nobody. I think some people do that sometimes. I've read some stuff that I'm just like, did you? No, it's fine. Right. And, and so, like, most of us have these incredible stories of growth and sadness and joy and triumph in our lives that bring us to where we are now. So I think that having a platform like this, it really does allow us to connect, like you said, on a deeper level, that one-on-one, and see the person as a person. You know, oftentimes, at least in, in my experience with interviewing authors or artists, I, I interviewed a, a musician just the other day, and, and she's very popular, and she's, you know, she's just, she's an incredible musician, but people know her because of her music. They don't know that she's a mom and a wife and a witch and this and that and da, 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 you know and her struggles and and all those things. So to for me, like if I'm watching something, and I love watching behind the scenes stuff of celebrities, you know, um, for me the 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 juiciest bits are in the parts where like your favorite celebrity tells an embarrassing story from when they were a kid, and you're like, oh look, you're a person too. That makes me feel like I can connect on a human level. And I think, especially through COVID, Mm -hmm. the magic of connection in our craft and in our communities has been arrested because we haven't been able to be in person. So these platforms, podcasts, blogs, Instagram, they have helped us maintain those connections in this way to see each other as people and pagans and spirits at the same time. You're absolutely right. And um, we had we had a show prior to COVID. Um, and then during COVID, it was, I don't know, I think everybody's just, you know, the national trauma. Um, we were, we were, we kind of took some breaks. Like everybody had a moment where, you know, I'm having difficulty. I need to take a break from the show. I have, you know, just scheduling and, and yeah. it's just a lot. It's it's just can be a lot. But I have found that when I do take the time to do the show and to come and sit and share space with somebody, um, that it's, you still have those connections. You still have those healing moments. You still have, you know, and it's not exactly the same as, you know, sitting across the table and, and sharing a cup of coffee but it is um, it is a moment of connection. And I always come away from it like, damn, I really needed that. You know, I needed that conversation today. And you don't you don't notice it. You get you get kind of caught up in everything else. Um, so it is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to create these moments with people. And I love that people from all over people from, you know, that I couldn't sit down like you're you're we way couldn't off. do this. Yes, you're way off. And uh, yeah, we couldn't. So 
it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and then it's preserved you know forever yeah yeah it, <laughs> so. it is though right and I, I i just i'm so grateful for these platforms and i'm so grateful for the relationships that have now been built because of it you know um before you and i did the first interview i came on your show um we met once for like five minutes at a ritual. Five glorious minutes, by the way. <laughs> glorious minutes. You know, um, and and now I feel like we probably chat more. We're more interactive on, on each other's social media, you know, more than we would have. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, COVID has been a bitch and the world at large has been a bitch and we're all suffering collective trauma from the last, I don't know, four years, if you really want to get into it. <laughs> And <laughs> these are the moments that, like you said, you walk away from this and you go, wow, I really, I really needed that. I, if, it, it's, it's the affirmation of, for me anyway, the path that I'm on, even though so much about my business and my witchcraft has changed because of the circumstances of the world, this is affirming to me to have a conversation with you to to be interviewing other people um to be talking about the book still or you know what's going on spiritually like it's affirming as a as a woman as a business owner as a witch it is affirming for me for sure you know and something that and i've done this a few times but um you don't have to have a podcast to do that you know you don't have to you can just take a moment and and have have dates have a coffee date with somebody that you love that lives on the other side of the country i have so many people that i love that live on the other side of the country and it didn't occur to me to do this until right. covid and right. um now like every month i have I have a Zoom chat with with some of my classmates, and one's in Canada, and one's in um, New Jersey, and one's in you know um, Virginia, Maryland area, and you know we come together every single month, and and yeah. I come away with that from that feeling rejuvenated, and and yeah. it's important. That's important to do. We have a a Wednesday night. Uh, pretty much every Wednesday night. It's been a little rocky the last couple of weeks because I've been so busy. Um, but I have a cousin that lives in Boston uh, or close to Boston. And I'm not far. I'm like 45 minutes from Boston. But with COVID, we, you know, not allowed, can't get together, you know, um, at least not before the vaccines anyway. So at the beginning of COVID, we all decided that um, we were going to have a weekly dinner. And that has been you know, transformative to our relationship. We see each other now once a week, you know? And like you said, I, that never occurred to me before. Like it never would have occurred to me that you could have a coffee date with somebody via Zoom. Um, and yet here we are doing it all the time. This technology has been available to us, but we haven't had the necessity for it. Um, and now that we have the necessity for it and we've gotten used to it, I feel like We'll still go back to doing things in person, but things like this become so much easier. And for those of us that have loved ones that live far away, it gives us an opportunity to connect. And in the witchcraft community, right, it gives us an opportunity to share ideas, stories, rituals, spells, books, you know, all those things that maybe we wouldn't have done in this way before. So it is kind of a gift, not to be it too cheesy. No, that's not too cheesy. I like, everybody likes gifts. I don't know. I don't know who does And everybody likes cheese. So, everyone. 
Everyone does. Even those who can't really eat it, love it. I can't really so, eat it, and I still fucking love it. See what I'm saying? So, yeah. so speaking of coffee dates, you have some coffee-related news. Look, did you see that segue? I just that was I just brilliant. Put them together. Thank that you. was a brilliant Thank segue. You. I'm I'm impressed. Um, so it's not like big news, and it's kind of on the DL. Um, but I am. Developing, I won't tell anyone. I am developing a coffee line. So, um, lots of people know that I have a you know Kachina Aurora Kitchen Witchery is my company, mm-hmm. and we do infused olive oils and risottos and everything is done uh, with intention and everything is done with um, magic and and um, what I like to call spiritual nutrition behind it. And um, I, I was looking for something to do and I was like, every witch I know makes tea. Everybody makes tea. Everybody's yes. got herbs and everybody's growing herbs and everybody's making tea and that's awesome. I love tea. But every witch I know also drinks coffee like could the witches i know could not live without the goddess caffeina we have altars to her we pray to her every morning so i thought wouldn't it be great she fuels us and sustains us (laughs) right wouldn't it be great to come up with a witchy line of seasonal coffees and i did work with a local coffee roaster here in New England who does what is called third wave coffee, which for those of you who are not coffee snobs like I am, um, it is reference to uh, how things are brewed and roasted in Europe. Um, and the, the idea of third wave is being this is the third wave of uh, European influence in coffee coming into America. So I worked with this, this gentleman, um, who works locally and does third wave coffee and um, came together for what kind of beans we wanted to use. And uh, he advised me of what kind of beans to use with the flavors I wanted to do. And then I stood in my little kitchen and ground up all these beans with all these herbs and spices and uh, made four seasonal flavors as a prototype. Um, And recently um, got these prototypes out into the world and everything's being reviewed at the moment. So the feedback so far has been outstanding. Um, like surprisingly so, you know, I was like, I don't know if this new product line is going to work. I don't know if people are going to like it. Oh my God. Um, and so far the feedback is glowing. Um, to the point where like this morning I made a pot of the autumn brew and, um, Justin and I drank the whole pot of coffee and it was freaking delicious. (laughs) I was like, he came upstairs and there wasn't any left. And he like picked up the thing. He was like, oh, I was like, oh, sorry, babe. There's none left. Um, So with that being said, I'm hoping to put this product into full production. I'm hoping by the holidays. I don't know when this episode is going to air. So if you go to my website looking for it, it's not there. Um, It may be there for the holidays. I would tell people to... um, make sure they're following Kuchina Aurora on Facebook or on Instagram. And that's where we'll make those announcements. Um, and, and I would imagine that I'm only going to be making it in small batches, but um, it does kind of, it, it, it is pretty great. And I'm really excited to bring it out to the world. Um, and I haven't come out with a new product line for a while uh, because last year, the thing that I was working on was the book. Um, so this year, the thing that I'm working on is coffee. 
so you I'm could really stay awake and read the book. It. And read the book. Right, exactly. I am very excited about that. So I'm definitely going to be following um, your website and all of your social media, and I can't wait to try Thank it. You. We're we're coffee. Um, you've been seeing me like, I'm on my second cup. So, you know, it's starting to really kick in now. Um, but Excellent. yeah, no, we're, we're very, very big on coffee. My husband... Um, has like a coffee subscription service that sends us different different flavors of coffee from different places in the world every is like it when Atlas? we run out. I don't know, but look, it has like a little scale that it knows coffee is getting low and it ships us some more so we never yeah. run out. It's amazing. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I know. That's awesome. We have a we have a subscription like that too. It's um Atlas Coffee and it's like single source origin coffees from all over the world and every month we get a different package of coffee from a different region of the world different brew types it, it's awesome we love it yes i i'm enjoying it so i can't wait to sort of add add yours into that mix and um i'm excited for that you know and Thanks. we um unfortunately all of our technical issues have pushed us a little over for time so this okay. episode might be shorter than i like but i i promise you you gave me an hour and i'm not gonna not going to take more of your time. Um, but I hope to see new projects, new books, new lines for your um, for your company coming out. And uh, all of your links will be in the show notes. And it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy having you on the show. It always. is always amazing, Selena, to spend time with you. And um, I'm going to have you on my show. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> so we're going to do that at some point uh, in the future, I hope. And... Um, it, we could just continue this conversation over on the Kachino Aurora Kitchen Witchery podcast, and then we'll talk then about this episode and send people back to Crossroads and Cauldrons, and it will just be an entire uh, love fest back and forth. So um, I like it. I can't thank I you like enough. That. I can't thank oh, you thank enough. You. You're the best. Oh, thanks. And look, I did go back and look while we were while my internet was being crazy. Uh, episode forty three of Crossroads and Cauldrons, where we dig 43. into. Um, where we meet you and it's it's a beautiful moment so go back i had met her but you guys met her so go watch that again give it another listen and uh thank you thank you for joining thank us you so thank much. you to everyone who's listening um we've got some more guests coming up if i can get my damn internet under control i'm, I'm sorry i'm working on it i promise i'm working on it um but we will have more guests coming up i have hopefully um a, an exciting it's exciting to me video to put out for you in a, a next little while um and we'll see you all next time blessed be everyone blessed be Thank you all so much for listening and don't forget to rate review and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider it helps us get our podcast in front of more listeners just like you if you'd like to get in touch with us you can leave us a voicemail by clicking the link in the description of this episode and you can always find us on facebook and instagram by searching for crossroads and cauldrons podcast <laughs>